Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. Happy post-Merry Christmas. That didn't make any sense, but I think you guys <laughs> followed me along just fine. Merry Christmas. Post-Merry I mean, post, sense. Post-Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I was saying, I hope you have a happy post-Merry Christmas. That weird week between Christmas and New Year where you don't quite know what day it is. Um, for those of us that are working... I honestly pulled a half day today. There was me and one other coworker are in our entire department and everybody else was out. So we sat there for four hours talking. And then at lunch, I came out of the bathroom. I was like, so we said we were going to leave at lunch, right? And she was like, yep. And so we walked out together. Um, yeah, I am currently recording from my bathtub because <laughs> it just... I was cold and I needed to be warm. So this is what we're doing today. Again, it is that week before Christmas where nothing exists. Everything's made up and the days don't matter. Kind of reminds me of what was that? Uh, whose line is it anyways? Where he starts off with like the uh, lines are made up and the points don't matter or something like yeah. that. Anyways, yeah. that's what this week feels like. But with days, the days don't matter. Everything is in limbo. Um yeah, so how was your, I know we don't have monthly updates, and I know that you want these episodes to be short, because we're recording two today, because we're going to drop them both tomorrow for you guys to end the year, but how was your holiday season? What did you do? Um, Not a whole lot. I just hung out with my mom and my aunt and uncle. Um, yeah, it was like, it was, I would want to say it's cold here in Florida, but for Florida, it was pretty cold. It really didn't get above like the 60s, so... It was kind of nice, honestly, as somebody who's here year round and like experiences the really hot, like I appreciate yeah. the cooler weather for a little while. So it was nice to be able to like actually wear like sweaters and long pants. And it, I don't know, like last year I was really in the Christmas mood. This year I got in the Christmas spirit like pretty early, okay, like, like November ish, but then it just like. And I don't know what died happened. Off. It just like died off and yes. Christmas came and I was like, it's Christmas, but it really doesn't feel like Christmas. And now you're right. We're in that week between Christmas and New Year's. And because I'm still so new to my job, it's like I still have to work every day this week. And mm-hmm. it's just like, what do what do I even do? What is life? Is it a holiday? Is it not a holiday? New Year's is coming up. And what does that mean? Like all the things. So it's just been weird. I know. It is such a weird thing. You know, did you guys exchange presents with your family? Did you guys, did you and your mom exchange and you and your aunts and uncles or anything like that? Do you guys have like an exchange that you do? Um, well, my mom always gets us something. Um, okay. I'm not the best gift giver, if I'm being 100% honest. So I okay. don't always get things, um, especially as I get older, I feel like rather than a gift, I would just like to do experiences with people. So Mm -hmm. I just like try to do that as they come. And, um, but my mom has always been like a gift person. She loves giving things on, especially on holidays. So, um, yeah, we did some gift things, but it wasn't anything big. Yeah. I, me and my friends, my girlfriends also, we decided not to exchange gifts this year It kind of happened semi by accident. I think because we never talked about it, all of a sudden, a week before the week that we would normally exchange, 
I kind of just looked at them and said, so we're not exchanging presents, are we? (laughs) Because we hadn't said anything to anybody. And one of my friends goes, you know, we're all going to France together. So, and I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, cool, cool, cool. (laughs) So we agreed not to do presents. And now that I'm reflecting back on it, not that not that I need not that I need presents, but when you don't live near any family, when you weren't planning on going home to any family, when you haven't been great about having an exchange between your family for several years, I don't get anything for Christmas unless it's from at least especially these last several years, especially without my mom and, you know, my dad doing whatever he's doing. I just haven't had any outside of my girlfriends here that we've agreed to exchange, I don't get presents. And I'm like, it's kind of sad when you wake up on Christmas morning and you have nobody and you don't get anything. And you're like, that. so it's, so it's a Monday. <laughs> and it just so doesn't feel, yeah. yeah, it's another day off, which is great. Love the long weekends and back to back long weekends is, mwah, yes, but as I'm reflecting on it now, I'm actually kind of sad about it. I'm like, you know, it'd be really great to have somebody in my life who is like forced to buy me something. Yeah. Um, so I might, I might do better next year. I think, and with you, I'm also not the best gifts giver, but at least this year I, I tried a little bit. I did get my girlfriend something, even though we had agreed not to, I did it before we agreed not to. I said, I, Here's the deal. I bought these in September and I've just been waiting to give them to you. And they were like $4. So we're not going to like go crazy here. And then I got my sister something that I sent her. But I think I'm going to do a better job next year of communicating ahead of time, setting the, not the expectation of presents, but like, gosh, it was lonely this year, if that makes sense. I don't know. That was the big recap for no, something I get that. so that sad. Sense. Um, so as a way to cheer ourselves back up, we were like, why don't we just drop two episodes to end the year? We're not through episode or season seven by any means. We still have like several to go. Half a season. But yeah. well, a little less than half, less than half. But we were like, you know, let's just let's just bless everybody else <laughs> with the gift of our voices <laughs> and and drop two episodes the Thursday before the end of the year, before 2023 comes to a close. So with that, let's do the recap and get into the episode. Yes. So this week we watched season seven, episode 16, titled The One with the Truth About London. That just sounds so spicy. Um, This episode originally aired on February 22nd, 2001. Teleplay by Zachary Rosenblatt, story by Ben Buckner and Sebastian Jones, and directed by the one and only David Schwimmer. Monica and Chandler grudgingly agree to let Joey marry them once he's been ordained via the internet. And while babysitting, Rachel teaches Ben a few practical jokes. All right, so we start in the soft open at Joey's, Joey and Rachel's. Uh, Ben and Ross pop in, and they're asking to use the restroom. Ben thanks Rachel by calling her Phoebe before closing the door. Mm -hmm. And Ross asks her if she would be willing to watch Ben while he heads to work for a quick meeting that just came up. And she's a little little hesitant. 
uh, clearly is not confident in her abilities to watch children um, and asks why Monica, you know, the aunt can't do it. But Ross insists that it's only an hour and everything's going to be fine. So Ben comes out, Ross tells him everything that's happening and he goes ahead and leaves. And Rachel, you can tell, is just still hesitant, doesn't know what to do, offers Ben a soda, which he says he can't have. And then she offers him a virgin margarita and that leads him to ask what a virgin is and we land on just giving ben water which probably should have been the first thing she offered (laughs) so it's so interesting that the out of camera out of focus cameras are still an issue this far into the series i don't know if you noticed this but several scenes throughout the episode you would get one of the views of one of the characters and the camera was just slightly out of focus. Yeah. And it felt like when you're looking at the screen, don't you notice that as you're filming? So I just wanted to call it out because it's going to happen several times and I'm not going to call it out every time, but it happened already in the soft open. So I figured I'd just say something. In addition to that, the Magna Doodle was a man on a seesaw with what looked like maybe a cat or a dog on the other side of the seesaw and that side of the seesaw was down while the person was high in the air. Interesting. Which physiologically doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Unless that person was a baby and that dog was a great thing. with gravity. No, it was a very small dog and it was a very large human. So unless they had pushed up off the ground and the upward trajectory, then um, gravity wise, it doesn't make sense. So, Got it. All right. So we're in the main part of the episode at the cafe and Chandler and Monica are chatting about which minister they want to go with for their wedding. Um, Chandler finds all of them boring, annoying, or perverted. And Phoebe suggests like, why don't one of the friends just get ordained on the internet and perform the ceremony for you guys? And both her and Joey who are there jump at the idea to do it. And Monica and Chandler don't particularly love the idea at first um and they you know just let them know like look we want a real member of the clergy to do this Mm -hmm. so it's kind of all we see there we'll come back to that i love the idea of the veil covering her face from the spit and that's why she doesn't (laughs) think it'd be that big of a deal (laughs) but chandler kind of calls out this the how this how it situationally would work out for them yeah and then joey's sweatshirt Felt like this really weird Easter egg to me. It was kind of a dark charcoal gray sweatshirt with just a kind of a darker red plus sign or like cross plus sign on it. And it felt like a little bit of foreshadowing to his get up when, spoiler, he does marry them. Because when he marries them, he's in a... I don't know, a World War II type uniform. And it felt very Red Cross, old timey. I don't know. Just the design on his sweatshirt made me think this seems very. It feels like it calls to a future scene where he would be dressed up in his actor garb to marry them. Mm-hmm. And it, it just it just felt very Easter eggy. So I just had to call that out. Nice. Nice catch. Thanks. All right, so back up at Joey and Rachel's. Ben and Rachel look incredibly bored. Um, And so Rachel tries to start a conversation and reminds him 
about her and Ross dating, which he knows. Um, but he also is quick to remind her that you don't date anymore because you guys were on a break, which <laughs> she doesn't agree with. But she continues yeah. talking, saying that he's lucky to be an only child because he doesn't have to share anything with his siblings. But he says, you know, sharing is the right thing to do. It's kind. And she calls him out for being one of those kids before telling him a few tricks that she and her sisters used to play on each other, repeating everything the other person said, jumping out of closets to scare each other, swapping salt with sugar, and so on. And he thinks these are pretty interesting. He's intrigued now. And he calls her pretty funny. And she realizes this is working and continues telling him, like, more jokes, like drawing on a side of a quarter and telling someone they can't roll it down their face, which leaves a big black line. And he, you know, being the kid that he should be, um, asks her if he can do it to her, but she tells her, like, I'm not that dumb. Yeah, so I can relate with Rachel here a lot. There's this moment where you can see that she's getting validation from a child because he calls her fun or funny. She's like, you think I'm funny? And... It made me think of, there's this trend on Instagram, it's probably TikTok, but where you set a toddler down and you have a row of family members in front oh, and of see the which child to. to see which one the child goes to. And then one by one, the the amount of people left slowly dwindles. They don't just record the very first one. They keep going. So after the first oh, person terrible. is picked, then they take that person out of the lineup And then it's next. And I sent that to my sister and I said, my pride could not handle this. (laughs) Because I love my niece and nephews too much that if they chose somebody else in line before me, outside of their parents, I don't think my, I don't think I could handle it. I don't think, I could think, I don't think I could handle that kind of humiliation and show my (laughs) face (laughs) at future family events and so her needing her validation from a child in this scene i was like rachel i get you i get you (laughs) that's funny all right so over in the apartment joey comes in asking if they found anyone yet to marry them and he which they haven't and he pleads with them like just let me do it like i'm an actor i really can pull this off plus he just like sweetens the deal by reminding them how much he loves them and how cool would it be to have their best friend up there with them. Everything he says honestly makes perfect sense. So they again are a little hesitant, but eventually they cave to the idea. So Phoebe comes in and claims that she has a horrible headache. So Monica offers her medicine, which is probably a typical response, Um, but she refuses it at first because she doesn't believe in modern medicine. But after realizing, I don't remember what she did, but she realizes that that wasn't working. So she, oh, she was like pressing on a pressure point on her hand um, and she realizes it wasn't working. So she asked Monica for the medicine, which she gives her. And then Monica just like kind of treats her like a little child, takes her over to the couch, makes her lie down, offers her over feet. And Joey like loves this idea and looks up from like his speech writing and, um, Starts to fake his own headache. This is what's so crazy to me. I have none of that on my DVDs. 
So what? this whole painkiller storyline was not included in the TV premiere. It was later added in the uncut DVD version. So there are versions out there, including mine, what? that does not have any storyline about Phoebe and her painkiller. Uh, or taking a painkiller for her headache. I had nothing relating to Phoebe this episode. There was zero storyline for her. So she was just a with? character in the back. Nothing, <laughs> I don't think. Is your episode shorter, maybe? It must be because, yeah, I don't have any of that. But it was added later. So, That's so my copies I don't must have be the, the uncut. I know, but depending on where you bought it from and when it was boxed up and who boxed it, you know, who created that box set or whatever. It must just depend, but I didn't have any of that. That's so Isn't that crazy. So your episode mu- so it must be shorter. So it just like cut off when they stopped talking about Joey and the wedding? I think so, yeah. Interesting. I know. Yes, actually, now that you say that, yes. Um Yeah, because I go right back to Joey's after Monica's. But okay. right after he, right after, so one, I love how Joey pitches himself to them. He has given it so much thought. And I think it's another reason he's the best of the friends. He he knows it's a serious matter. Now, does he handle it completely seriously? Well, he thinks he is, but it's ridiculous when we get to what his vow, like his speeches. But he has given it a lot of thought. And I love that. And as soon as they say like, yeah, Joey, you can marry us. It does cut off after that for me. Interesting. I know. All right. Well, I will continue talking about it. There's not much, but. Yeah, for sure. Please do. Because I, I would love to. I'm hearing about it for the first time as the read, as our listeners will go. be listening to do it with us. Aren't you glad I don't have this episode? Could you yeah. imagine you, yeah. you being like, like uh, what happened? <laughs> uh, why haven't you talked about Phoebe at all? And I'd be like, because there's nothing to talk about. And you would have to try and remember what happened being the, the co-pilot. That's funny. All right. So we go back to Joey's and Ross knocks with. So he knocks. Rachel opens the door and he has <laughs> the line down his face. <laughs> yes. And he has a bone to pick with Rachel. Ben <laughs> saran wrapped the toilet seat. And Ross was the unfortunate person that went to the bathroom after that. So he berates her for teaching him practical jokes, claiming that they're mean and stupid. And she tries to get him to, like, loosen up, you know, like, after all, aren't they funny? And he's not pleased in the slightest. And he asks her if that's all that she taught him. And without giving it away, she just kind of smiles and lies and says yes because she he clearly has no idea what's going on with his face so then we go yeah. down um are you, i think we have talked about this before are you a prank person have we talked we've i felt like we've talked about this within the last several episodes uh i mean i'm not against like some fun pranks like some you know like the Harm- the ones she taught ones. ben are fine yeah that's the word i'm looking okay. for but, okay. like, I don't do them. I don't. It's been a long time since I've pulled a prank. I guess you should say that. But I'm not yeah. against them. Yeah. Cool. Um, I I hate pranks. I think we've talked about this 
I'm not a prank person. I have said on this podcast the story of being pranked by my friends and hating every minute of it. I think I could do small ones like these, but I don't think that's not what my friend, that's not what they, that's not what has happened. Yeah. (laughs) So it just sours. And I could, I could do funny ones like a line down, a line down the middle of my face. That's funny. But if it was ever like scaring me around a corner where it like directly affects me, I just like, I cannot. Um, but yeah, anyways, continue. Yeah. So we head back to the cafe and Phoebe is elated that she feels so much better and thanks Monica for the medicine. So Monica gives her the bottle and Phoebe starts to read the insert, like the little warning label, I guess. And she's learning what these death capsules, as she calls them, can lead to, like the unwanted side effects part of it. So she, what the heck did I just write down? Oh, she milks her disgust by saying that she's feeling liver damage already, which was one of the slight, like, possible (laughs) side effects. Mind you, I'm pretty sure what Monica gave her was like extra strength Tylenol or something. Sure, sure. Something minor. Um, So Joey comes in with his certificate of ordination from the internet. Mm -hmm. And he sits down and he starts reading what he has gotten down, like down so far. And he reads the following. I've written it down. (laughs) I'm so glad you wrote it down. We are gathered here today on this joyous occasion. To celebrate the special love that Monica and Chandler share. It is a love based <laughs> it is a love based of giving and receiving, as well as having <laughs> and sharing. And the love that they give and have <laughs> is shared and received. And through this having and giving and sharing and receiving, we too can share and love <laughs> and have and receive. I'm going to name this episode the one with the giving and receiving and having and sharing. I think it is so perfect. And I love the repetition of this that is going to continue throughout the episode. And even how Monica gets in on it in a later scene is so funny. Um, I love that so much. (laughs) Yeah. So it basically just ends with Chandler looking at Monica and saying, should we call the spitter? (laughs) Yes. Okay, so now we head over to Carol's, and Rachel is just popping in and want and it tells Carol that she has been in the neighborhood, and she's like, "We haven't hung out in a while, so I'm gonna stop by." And I mean, Carol is none the wiser. So Ben, or so she comes in, offers her coffee, and she goes off screen. So Ben pops out to scare Rachel. One of the things that she taught her taught him. And she pulls him aside to talk. She asks him if he remembers all the stuff that he had learned yesterday. But rather than listening to her and responding like a normal child should, he just starts repeating everything she says. Mm -hmm. And this goes on and on until he stops repeating her once she says the words, damn it, and crap. And then all he says are those two words. Yes. So lots, lots of things about Carol. Okay, it's not a lot, but Jane Sibbett, who plays Carol, is, I don't know if you caught this, but very clearly pregnant in this episode. 
but it was not acknowledged not. or worked. Okay, you could... One, I hate to say it like this because... It just sounds bad, but, like, her face is puffy, her, like, features are a little larger, and then she's always holding something in front of her stomach, plus her outfit is black and super flowy. So I did, like, I didn't just, like, guess. I did do a little bit of research just to confirm. But as soon as she opened the door, I thought, was she pregnant during this scene? And they just didn't work it into the storyline. And legitimately, that was it. Um, It wasn't worked into the storyline at all. However, this was the last appearance of Jane Sibbett as Carol Willick. So this is wow. the last time we will be seeing her on screen, it just feels which is so crazy because we still have three full seasons to go after this. Yeah, crazy. But to be fair, Ben kind of disappears after Ross. He does. Spoiler. Has another kid. So <laughs> I guess it makes sense that we don't really see Carol again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... I guess it wasn't like so much about her, but I thought they were pretty prevalent things. Yeah, that is. I was just watching, what show did I just get done watching? Uh, Will and Grace. I just got done watching Will and Grace again. And Mm. there is a season where Grace isn't pregnant in the show, but it's very obvious that she, that Deborah Messing is pregnant. And at first I was very taken, I was like thrown. I was like, is she is she pregnant? Is she not? Like, she's sitting a lot. Her face looks puffier. I was like, is she pregnant? And then there were a couple of scenes where, like, they showed her full body, and I was like, oh, she is very pregnant. And they're not, like, hiding it at all. So, I mean, it was also around the same time the show came out, so that's probably just something of the time. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we head back to the apartment, and Phoebe is continuing to think that she has all the side effects presenting in her body and Monica calls her a baby, which prompts her to list another side effect, not being able to have babies. So Joey pipes in that he has more nonsense written and Chandler suggests he incorporates. Oh, so Joey says that he has more stuff written and Chandler just suggests to him that they incorporate, you know, stories about them. And so Joey thinks at first that he means him and Chandler. So he starts talking about like stories that him and Chandler have gone through, but he's quickly reminded like, no, me and Monica, like talk about things with me and Monica and our romance. So Joey says he could, you know, start with London and the story about how their romance started. And after a little bit of like sidetracking with Joey's love making whatever in London, we start the story. So Monica was okay, really first sad. of all bef- first of all before that there are just yeah. so many yahoos in this ep- in this episode for Matthew <laughs> you notice Perry. how he kept like he kept spinning them so the label would like be facing the camera he did I that wonder a few if that times. was product placement could be I wonder if that was product placement or if at the time I noticed they're not as careful with labels whereas nowadays, Shows are super careful with labels unless they're specifically being paid to show them on their shows. Right. Um, and I think it has to do with like licensing and stuff like the companies are cracking down on that more. But I think he had it two scenes ago. And then again, in this scene, it was a brand new one. And I'm like, OK, with the Yahoo's Matthew Perry, like, holy cow. He loves him. But <laughs> it was great. OK, so. 
we start with the story. Monica was really sad that night from being called Ross's mom, and she drank a little bit too much. Chandler mm. noticed and kindly walked her to a room. So then we head to a flashback in London. We're in Chandler's room. He's in his PJs. He attempts to do, like, one push-up before he's like, no, nah, I'm just going to go to bed. At 9.15. My, I, I, I love that. One, he's wearing cowboy pajamas. Yeah. And and then when he talks about turning in and then he, like, looks at his watch and just the, res- like, resignation on his face when he realizes it's mm-hmm. not that late. I'm like, every 30-year-old <laughs> can feel what Chandler is feeling in yep. this very moment. Exactly. So there's a knock on the door and it's Monica. She's still sad about what happened earlier. And Chandler is just so sweet telling her, like, there's nothing you should worry about um, because you're easily the prettiest woman in that room. And she kind of takes a moment and you can just see in her face that she's going to do something. So she just kisses him out of nowhere. They part. He's confused as to why this is happening, which makes total sense. And she just thought it would be fun before clarifying that, you know, I'm, I might be drunk enough that we could do this, but not but not too drunk for you to be taking advantage of me. Yeah. So they quickly move to the bed. Um, she compliments his kissing. They get under the covers. They, you know, everything. Like they strip down. Everything happens. See each other naked. Effectively ruining their friendship in the in the process. And then they get interrupted by Joey coming in, mm-hmm. asking for the box of condoms that apparently Chandler had brought to London. Mm-hmm. So we come back to the apartment. So we're like, we're in the flashback. Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry. I thought you were. I well, we're not you done were with like, not the story done. completely. No. Um, but with. The, oh, okay. No, go ahead. Yeah, because we come back to the apartment and the dots like start to align for That's Joey. Right. Yes. That makes the night clear. And he's glad that he didn't send up the hooker that he had originally planned to send up. Um, yes. And Phoebe laughs, telling Monica that <laughs> this is where it gets. Interesting. Phoebe laughs and tells Monica that she should say who she really meant to hook up with that night. Oh, no, Phoebe. No, Phoebe. And she gets the most evil glare from Monica. Oh, the evil eye for sure. Yes. And she's reluctant to say, but Monica went to the room that night to sleep with Joey. Yeah. So obviously upset. Chandler cannot believe this monica tries to calm him down reminds him that he is the one that was there that night and he is the one who she fell in love with and he is the one that she is marrying but he still can't believe it which i understand and he you know it was the most romantic night of his life and now he's just learned that he was not the first one to bat but the runner-up so chandler tells joey like you can't perform our wedding anymore you can't be next to me and have that mental image of you and Monica together. So she tries to tell him it's not that big a deal. But he tells her that for him, this is a big deal. And mm-hmm. he storms out. Um, and in the end, which you may not have gotten this, Monica asks Phoebe why she had to tell him. And she blames it on the side effects. Okay. I Yeah, I didn't get that at all. Um, did we talk about the TV being off when Joey comes in yet? Did we already pass that? Um, I think I wrote my notes weirdly out of order. Yeah, I mean, 
Because he did say fact he was watching that... a movie and then he walks into the TV <laughs> booth at... off. Yeah. <laughs> and he, the way he's about to say it, he's like, oh, I was just watching a movie. Like, he realizes the TV's off halfway through him saying it. That, to me, is so funny. I don't know why. Because it's just a blank screen and his excuse. And then <laughs> this whole situation where he asks for the condom, the like, can you leave me one? And he goes, for yourself. <laughs> I don't know why that got me. That got my funny bones so bad because I'm imagining it from Joey's point of view. Yeah, and how ridiculous true. and how ridiculous it sounds. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, one thing I will say is when Chandler and Monica are in bed together and they say that agreement that they weren't that good of friends anyway. This is this is one thing where continuity hits hits for this for this show because usually we're looking back or looking forward and saying, ah, there's a continuity error here. But in the one with Ross's tan, when Rachel and Joey decide that their relationship is hopeless, they agree that Monica and Chandler weren't as good of friends as we are. So there is something to say where the, I know it's a spoiler, but there's a continuity that does carry through where that is canon that they weren't that good of friends. So it's, easier for them to have slipped into a relationship than it was than it is going to be for Rachel and Joey. You mean Rachel and Ross? No, Rachel and Joey. Oh, right, right. In, in the sorry, in the one with Ross's tan. Yeah, got it. Yeah, got when it. Rachel and Joey decide that their relationship is hopeless, they say, "Well, we're better. Essentially, we the two of us are better friends than Monica and Chandler yeah, were, which is true. why it can't work out between the two of us." It'd be, like, too costly if it doesn't work out. Okay. All right, so we head back to Carol's, and Ross, Rachel... Wait, sorry, one more thing. I'm so so sorry. Um, Another random thing. When Chandler learns that Monica wanted to sleep with Joey, he says, you wanted to sleep with Batman, but instead you had to settle for Robin. Um, Coincidentally, one... This is not what I wrote down originally, but (laughs) I said, uh, coincidentally, Courtney Cox dated Batman actor Michael Keaton... But also the Batman com- the Batman comments coming from Matt Perry in light of his death and his Instagram leading up to it and all that stuff that we are we are not getting into in this podcast. But it just like it had me go like, ooh, <laughs> as I listened to it. And then I moved on. But I was like, yikes. Yeah. All right. So back at Carol's, Rachel and Ben have come to an agreement that he will not play tricks anymore. But more importantly, that Ross and Rachel were not on a break. Ross comes in, questioning why Rachel is there, which is a pretty nice question to ask. And since, yeah, since he knows her and Carol are not friends, he thanks her, in air quotes, for not telling him about the line on his face before saying that no one likes practical jokes. Carol overhears Mm. as she's walking back in and says that she loves them. And he kindly tells her in this moment that she has a line down her face which she did not know so he continues to tell rachel that they were not that they were not fun for him as a kid who had gym clothes stolen when he was showering and well she he didn't say it was him at first he kind of just says for the kid that had gym gym clothes stolen in middle Mm -hmm. school and she kind of realizes that that actually happened to somebody and that that somebody Mm -hmm. was him um and after a bit of teasing back and forth she tells him 
that she did it because Ben called her fun Aunt Rachel, but she'll go back to being boring. And he kind of caves a little bit and is like, look, he has no siblings and someone has to teach him something. So, like, why not you? But then right in that moment, Ben chooses to yell crap and Mm. she promptly exits. Yeah, she gets out of there real fast. I enjoy how she's rewriting Ben's history. Just with the whole, like, we were not on a break. (laughs) She's like subverting her own, like her teaching, him being taught a certain way. I love that she's able to speak her side. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So then in the cafe, Joey finds Chandler sulking about how he finally falls in love with this fantastic woman, only to find out that she wanted Joey first. And Joey, being the amazing best friend that we know him to be, reminds Chandler that Monica thought that for maybe 30 minutes that night that she wanted to be with Joey, but she wants Chandler for the rest of her life. So sweet. he is so lucky, and Joey and the friends think that they are honestly perfect together. So he continues just saying these, you know, honestly beautiful words to Chandler, like I teared up a bit. Coming in clutch. Yeah. Coming in clutch. Tells... And then Chandler looks at him and he tells him to repeat exactly what he just said when he marries them. So back up at Joey's, Ross asks Rachel to watch Ben again per his request to spend time with fun Aunt Rachel. And he goes to leave and has a poop sign on his back. And mm-hmm. Rachel tells him this time and Ross goes, run- and Ross goes off on Ben who runs out of the hall out of the apartment down the hallway up the stairs and Ross like follows after him kind of yelling and so Rachel goes to like stop them or whatever and as she gets to the bottom of the stairs she witnesses Ross and I say that with quotes fall down the stairs and she yells the most loud panicked scream possible and then Mm -hmm. Ben and Ross come rushing down the stairs just cracking up because they played this practical joke on her yes so as many of us probably know might know might have guessed in this scene where they play a prank jennifer aniston didn't know what was happening in the scene and so she freaked out for real when the dummy came down the stairs she thought it was legitimately ross the scene ends with her kind of like scream and then it like has them like laughing in the extended scenes she screams david and not ross because (laughs) it was real life she thought it was him um she obviously broke character yeah and i think they were able to kind of workshop the edits to make it not that's funny that way overall but yeah yeah Okay, so the last scene before the tag is in the cafe. Oh, and by the way, that scene was my tag scene. The prank. Okay, that makes sense. Um. The cafe scene that you're about to go down to is... Wait, I might not even have it. Continue. Okay. I might be out of order, but that was my tag scene, and then the episode's done for me. Okay, so there's a scene, and then there's a tag. So the last scene is in the cafe. Monica and Chandler have made up. Uh, realizing that there's more important things in life than staying mad for past things. Phoebe then poses the question that they are all thinking, what would have happened if Joey and Monica had ended up together? So then it yes, does this I weird, did see this scene like, alternate before the tag. Scene. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where Monica made dinner in the apartment and she calls for someone. Out comes a very, very overweight <laughs> who is ready to feast. And that's really all we see. Yeah. So he, in this scene, Joey raises some food to his mouth on a fork, but he just holds it there. It suggested, it suggests that like all the fried stuff with cheese is actually inedible prop food because in any other scenes involving eating, the actual, the actors actually eat, even if there are multiple takes involved. So this sort of had a, you can't really eat this stuff type of feel to it. What I could see were fries and maybe jalapeno poppers, but the scene went so fast and I wasn't going to rewind it. So, yeah. So the tag really is just in the cafe and Phoebe realizes that she's in the clear since it's been six hours and no <laughs> side effects have presented themselves. Okay, that makes sense. Man, they really have been butchering my episodes then. And I don't know which one's real and which one's fake. <laughs> um, but it feels like we're kind of getting extended episodes because if one of us doesn't have it, the other one does. Which is great because otherwise we would be missing some like key stuff from people who may ha- like might have those storylines. So um, there is one more random tidbit that I wanted to just throw in there. This episode is the first time that Ross and Rachel don't share any scenes with the rest of the group. It's um, oh, the yeah, first one, and then the. Yeah, the second time happens in season 10, episode 7, the one with the home study. So we have quite a while until we get to that one, but this is the first one where they don't have any crossing paths with their fellow actor friends. Interesting. Yeah. All right, favorite scene? Ooh. Um, I, I guess it's the one that I... LOL too pretty loudly with the, the <laughs> with the London flashback of Joey coming in there and Chandler having to lie and the whole situation. I obviously thought that was very funny. So I have to rate that as my highest scene That's for sure. Funny. What would you um, say? I'm going to say when Joey and Chandler are in the cafe and Joey like just reminds him how much Monica loves him. Because I just think it's such like a sweet moment for the two friends. So once again, you're picking the sentimental scene and I'm yep. picking the funny one. <laughs> yep. I love lot. us. <laughs> At least we're not just like an echo chamber of each other. Like, yeah, that was True. my favorite Sometimes. one too. Sometimes, Sometimes yeah. they're blaringly obvious. Glaringly obvious. I always say blaringly and I know that's not the right phrase, but whatever. All right. um, Episode rating. Oof. Uh, I actually kind of like this episode. I know that the storylines aren't really that strong. We're still yet to come into the end of season kind of ramp up so that they cliffhang you into coming back for season eight. So we have yet to really get into that flow. But I still genuinely liked this episode. And even though the storylines, I don't think typically would be my favorite, they... They kind of hit for me this time around. So I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it a seven, seven, seven. I thought it was great. 
I, I laughed. I thought it was really good. I love Joey. He's great. All around good episode. You know, honestly, I actually might have liked it less if I had seen Phoebe's (laughs) irrelevant (laughs) storyline. Honestly, it it added more humor. Um, I love how you just said we don't like echo each other, but I'm going to say the same. Really? Oh, I'm actually really surprised by that. Well, Phoebe's like, I think it's just funny because sometimes I think the same things about medicine. And I mean, I don't have the same feelings about modern medicine that I think Phoebe does. But like, sometimes I look at those labels and I'm like, if I take this one minute too early, like I'm going to, I'm going to get cancer or I'm gonna <laughs> so like, when, like hearing sure. that storyline was just, it was funny. And just how she would like throw little things in there. Like when Monica said like, don't be such a baby. And she's like, well, I may not be able to have them now because of this medicine. Thank you. Yeah. I was sure. like, yeah, that's, that's funny. So yeah, I'm going to say the same. Okay, post-show wrap-up. You know, I have been ignoring our Instagram. Do you want to know why? Why? Because I'm feeling major shame about the fact that I still have yet to send out the giveaway prizes. <laughs> yeah, now, what is holding to up? Be f- I know. Honestly, lack of motivation and, I don't know, they've gone from my room to my car so they are to step in the right direction. And I was kind of planning on hopefully doing it this week, kind of that week between between Christmas. But I also am like, do I really want to go to the post office when people are also returning all of their stuff? I don't know. So I've just been ignoring our entire fandom. So because I know that there's messages from people who have every right to reach out and say, what the F is happening? I promise, I promise I will get them to you. Um, So I'm having, I really don't even want to like open any of these. So thank you guys for <laughs> reaching out to us. And I promise I will read them. Probably yeah, when I good. send maybe a couple of the thing so that I feel better about myself personally before (laughs) opening myself up to criticism again. Cool. Then why don't we just go to recommend to a friend? (laughs) Why don't we just do do that? What do you have this week for us? Wow. There are so many things on here to pick from. Well, I did a lot. Between our Empyrean meeting book club and me getting organized and decorative at my house I just I really went on Amazon and just wrote down everything that I bought over the last couple months the whole store like yeah I've had I have spent so much money and honestly like I don't even deserve gifts this year I think I've spent a thousand dollars on just books alone in the last two months so really yeah so I think that I think I'm going to start kind of going in order I bought, for the Empyrean weekend, I saw this Instagram reel where this girl made croffles, croissant waffles. What she did was she went oh, to a Whole so Foods. Good. Yes. She went to a Whole Foods. Oh, yes, because I did this for the bachelorette party, so you know what they are. Okay. Yes. We, she w- you go to Whole Foods and you buy the frozen, ready-to-bake croissants. So they come dough, like just doughy, and you buy... You can bake them on your own. 
But this girl on Instagram used a waffle iron and put the the croissant dough into a waffle iron and then made like a ricotta whipped cheese piping on top with honey and blueberries and powdered sugar and brown sugar. You could put cinnamon on it. You could make it lemony. You could, I mean, there's a variety of things that I did for the Empyrean weekend. I only made the one type for the bachelorette party. But for the Empyrean weekend, I made a quaffle flight. So there was one that was lemon and powdered sugar. So I just put lemon juice on the croissant waffle and then powdered sugared it. Then the next one was the one that we had, Llewellyn, with the whipped ricotta cheese topping, honey, blueberries, powdered sugar, and then I think it was brown sugar as the base. And then the third one, no, it was cinnamon. Then on the third one, I did a maple bacon. So I did a very nice maple syrup, like a vanilla bourbon maple syrup with bacon bits inside that I shoved in there. It was, they're so good. So anyways, it, I'm not even promoting the croffles. I'm I'm promoting the waffle iron because I love it so much. It's very compact, super easy to use. It was easy to clean. I actually didn't clean it from the events, ironically, but um, it, it from the look of it, my friends who were next to me cleaning it, it's easy to clean. And it wasn't that expensive. It doesn't take up so much room in a drawer and so easy to have. So... Highly recommend a waffle maker to a friend. I'll post the exact one I had. It was the one the girl had in the video where she made her quaffles. And I wanted the same type of pattern on it. It's not a patterned one, but like the amount of little like squares and stuff. And it was perfection. So nice. recommend. What about you? We did this out of order, so I'm, I don't uh, know what's happening. Oh, no, you're fine. I will do my first one too, I guess. Um, okay. I... So I think I've mentioned this in the past. I don't have like a standard coffee pot in my house. I do like pour over coffee every day, um, mm. which sounds way more like bougie than it actually is. <laughs> um, it's just I'm a single person, so I don't need a whole pot of coffee when I could just make my one cup. Um, so mm. I do that. And I've had the same like setup for gosh six years now i think like i've had the same wow. scale and everything for like six years oh yeah it, it just lasted your house. me so long yeah um well a couple of like about a month or two ago um my scale tragically broke um i had a for any coffee drinkers out there i had a hario scale which is like a japanese name um and it's it's not that expensive, but it's on the pricier side because it's a nicer scale. It is more precise or whatever. And I've had it for a long time because I've just taken really good care of it. Well, it has like a weird like um, like lip to the top of it. Like you can, I don't even know how to describe it, but I had gotten water on it. And so I was literally just going to dry it off and like the top just like popped off, which is really sad. Mm. Um, but that's yeah. not the point of this. The whole point is I had to buy a new coffee scale and oh. I live with roommates right now who also use my coffee scale and so I didn't really and this is going to sound selfish I didn't really want to buy a new nice Hario scale to have to share it with a bunch of people um because I've already thought about when I move out of here like I want to get like a whole new coffee setup for wherever I move 
Um, so I decided to just look for a new scale that was going to get me through until then. So I just went on Amazon, Googled, you know, coffee scales for pour over. And this one came up that has, it had really great reviews. So I bought it. And the nice thing is it doesn't have to, like, I don't have to use batteries. Like the Hario uses batteries. So this one I can charge whenever I want to. Um, it has even more um, options on it. So like not just grams, but like it can do ounces, fluid ounces, a whole bunch of different things. It's got a timer. It's got like a beep on it. If you want that, I don't. And it also comes with like a little rubber like mat that you can set on top to like protect the scale, which was really nice. Um, hmm. And it was fairly cheap, but it had really good reviews. So I ordered it because I'm like, this will get me through. Like if it la- if this lasts me lasts me a year, I'll be happy. So I've been using it for like two months now. The only drawback that I see it being is it the battery or like the the charge doesn't stay very long. I've had to charge it twice, and I've had it for like I don't know seven or eight weeks, um, which is minor. I mean, I literally like use it in the morning, plug it in, it's charged in like two hours. Like it's not a big deal, but like it should last longer than. A couple of weeks in my opinion when I'm only using it once a day um but that's like the only drawback otherwise everything else about it I think is great and the little rubber mat like adding a little bit more like cleanliness to it because then I can just kind of rinse that mat off and then put it back on which is nice so if you're looking for a coffee scale or even a food scale I've used it to measure some foods as well um we'll link the one that I bought off Amazon it's fairly cheap. I think it was less than 20 bucks and it works great. So we're keeping it with the kitchen appliances today. Nice. Good idea. Look at us theming it up. Um, Okay. Next week, we're going to cover the one with the cheap wedding dress. Yeah. So we'll see you guys next week on the One with Friends podcast.